platypi and porcupine and more platypi. Check, check. The pretty platypus perks up at Pinciati Point. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. Today, I have a very exciting guest, and it is Nick Patingalo. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. Well, hello there. All right. You may know, all right, this is, this is a long list, so get your ear holes ready here. You may know Nick from their current band, Acid Funeral, Oud Vinter, X Cathedra, Voidbringer, Leaving, Stolen Boats, and Arborus. You might also know them from, as a former member, Exordium, and I, <laughs> Exordium, Isle Nine Asylum, X Burzum X. <laughs> Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I tried this a few times, and this was the best take. Uh, I want to say, keep saying. Fatalgeist, but it's Fatalgeist. No. Fatalgeist. Fatalgeist. Buried Beneath a Blue Sky. Atomic Gutfuck. Eviscerate the Messiah. Fallacy. Demote the Danger. A Dead Current. Not for the Faint of Heart. Stalk the Day. Suspended by the Throat. Bloodstone Massacre. And Mr. Eggie. So... Nick, thank you for coming on the show, and we're going to be listening to your song, Leaving, Drifting Through a Starless Realm. Um, and I was just going to point out that most alarmist people would say that you're in too many bands, but me, I believe you need to be in more bands. <laughs> Even more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, without further ado, we'll listen to your song, Leaving, Drifting Through a Starless Realm.
Well, Nick, thank you for sharing that song with the podcast. How did you first realize that you could sing like that? The the clean part there? Are, you're not doing the singing? Oh, no, I'm doing all of that. Um, I guess in general, that was the first thing I did musically um, ever since like middle school. Just like harsh vocals, I guess. All right. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever even tried singing like that. So I just was curious if it was like something instinctual for you or it has definitely taken quite a while to get it down properly without just messing my voice up completely so this this actual piece was mixed with you you've had it an an original part the the leaving part correct yeah where it was a standalone and then you added the uh drifting through a starless realm to it correct Um, And you also just released a video of the part where it's the leaving, correct? Yeah, that that was uh, just the acoustic part as a promo for the uh, the EP I just released today, uh, You Were the Stars. You Were the Stars. Okay, excellent. So, let's see. Um, So, how did did this song get started? How did did it become what it is today? Well, uh, the first half leaving started... um, Essentially, with just the vocal part at the end of the song, the cleans, um, I kind of just had that in my head, and I didn't know which project to use it for. And once I kind of adapted guitar to that, it just sounded right to be kind of an acid funeral sort of thing. Yeah. From there, um, I took some stuff from what I'm doing in Voidbringer, essentially, with melodic acoustic stuff, with uh, my 12-string Seagull, and just made a big, long mess basically and as far as the second half uh drifting through a starless realm that was also based around riffs mostly i just found some really tasty licks mm-hmm. and threw it all together yeah you know one of the things i like about i i didn't know whether to call this black metal or do you have an opinion in terms of what to what to classify this is or do it's you want to just be like forget that just it's definitely based in black metal but um i've been going with psychedelic black metal psychedelic black metal atmospheric stuff sort of that it definitely is based in black metal though it's just got a lot of random elements from a lot of psychedelic or ambient stuff well i noticed that uh, this song starts with uh this atmospheric i don't know what you want to call it but but the ambient kind of sound that also if for some reason you like me put it on itunes and had it play over and over the end is the beginning and it just can keep looping over and over and just it's very and i hadn't noticed it before but before you jump into the um drifting through a starless realm that that ambient sound kind of comes back Mm -hmm. and it's like it links those two together the the intro and then the uh, is it all right if i call that overwhelmed i i had it there was like the overwhelmed section and Mm -hmm. then i called it the acoustic section and then the shifting section but there is kind of a the the transition into the shifting part and then even when you start again with i see myself drifting through a starless realm there's even more energy brought in with that Mm -hmm. with um uh it's it's like thunderous you know this the the drums the drums come out so full at that point and just 
you really do recognize the fact that it is in three rather than four. And mm-hmm. it's that, that that's one thing that I actually love about um, more of not just heavy metal and then heading into more of this, if you want to say like death metal and, and black metal and that there, there's, there's that once again, that stepping away from the four, four, the common time yep. and giving that, that those triplets and like being in like 12, eight and having these, long phrases and and i don't know it it's something that i think most people kind of overlook in terms of the sound of what what you could classify as black metal and death metal and thrash metal and those kinds of things so yeah three four is a powerful tool (laughs) somehow it it yields itself really well to the like the kick drum this rolling Mm -hmm. like beat that comes through why don't we delve into like where the lyrics come from do you start with the lyrics first or do you start with a riff or do you start with a melody even well, it you know kind of all depends um i usually have some form of lyric already composed for something else and i just adapt it mm-hmm. and go with it and a lot of my lyrics don't make a lot of sense in the first place and it's easy to like overthink on what i'm trying to say i guess well, maybe maybe if uh, when you say they don't make sense, uh, I look at like some of the visual. Can I say visual art with mm-hmm. with your any any of the the visual art that goes along with the music is always very dreamlike and um, yeah without kind of a sense of uh, grounding. Should I say like that that it's it's very much of a otherworldly experience. That is definitely the vibe that I try to give off on this project. It's all pretty much based around, I want to say dreams and their link to like cosmic activity sort of thing, space and different realms, just nothing relatable to everyday life at all. The star sighted eternally. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, I, I noticed when, when you sent the lyrics to me that, that blue and black abyss and then star sighted eternally were both underlined maybe i <laughs> i don't know but i thought that maybe when when you sent them to me i was like a lot of this hits me as when you don't want to fall asleep but you're kind of getting drawn into falling asleep and yet you know wherever you're going to go is going to be you're you're now at at the mercy of your own brain i guess um to relate to that a lot of that sort of visual stuff is based around like sleep paralysis experiences and to link that around with dreams and just not being able to do anything about it is that the blue and black abyss (laughs) is (laughs) something like that i don't uh, not directly but just to link that to dreams and stuff like just fading into a void essentially i did notice that in your um the leaving the video that you you put out but i noticed um that you use some imagery uh and and for those that are um outside of the champagne urbana area um about a, a year ago in june ying ying zhang was uh kidnapped and um at this point is is presumed dead and uh i i i saw that you had um made references to her in in the video that you did and I was wondering if you would be willing to talk about, I, I don't know how to say that, with, yeah. whether you'd like to like expound on yeah, what, yeah. what um, uh, that was about. Well, essentially when that happened, for whatever reason, it hit me really hard being, I've lived here for a long time and it was kind of out of nowhere and just really messed up. 
I've, I dwelled on it a little bit after it happened, and uh, the imagery from the video, a long time after all of this had passed, there were still some flyers up at my work, and they were being taken down, and I just took them. I also, in Voidbringer, did a song directly about that called Black Astra. Oh, okay. And there's a video of that on YouTube right now, but it just affected me in ways that I didn't really expect. Yeah. Well, it it kind of shakes... Well, I, I'm going to speak from my perspective. It kind of shakes you to the core when you think, how is that possible in this... Exactly. In, in Champaign-Urbana and, and, you know, you take for granted a certain level of safety and you think, how, how could anyone do that? It's crazy that that happened in Urbana on campus right. in broad daylight. Yeah. That's, and, and, uh, I, I also, uh, work on Goodwin and I know that if I'm leaving work and I head towards University Avenue, there's the garden that they've set up and there's always like a memorial flowers and it's something is a visual reminder every day that as you go by that mm -hmm. you, that you see that. And I, I can't even imagine how her family feels and yeah, that. So, yeah. So how did you feel that bringing, bringing that leaving section back and relating that to that event? How did, how did you find um, that that section spoke to you? Like I said, I had those flyers and I had wanted to use them for some sort of video for a long time, a music video sort of thing. And I also needed to visually represent like what was happening for the promo there. And it just kind of, came together as that and it fits the mood it fits the entire song it yeah. all just came together i i do notice that that um forgive me if i say if this is during that time you're the acoustics going and actually how many how many acoustics did you record over one another on that because you've you've got the the I want to call it the bass pattern mm -hmm. that's going on. That's, that's doing the, the sections. Um, but then you've got a melody that's kind of trickling through and, yeah. and it, it's like it, it, some of the notes that you're playing in my mind, I, I hear, I hear them like bouncing against what is like the tonic. And so right. like they're kind of trying to bounce and bounce out. And then, there's this one line where it's you you go almost I want to say a chromatic where you're where you step outside of that and it's just like it finally just kind of um how do I say it just it it finally escapes is what it sounds yeah, like to me and exactly. it's just like it goes and it and it it to me you know there's that don't go I'm sorry but I have to leave this place you know it, it, they don't happen exactly at the same time but it's it's exactly. like that that lo that melodic line um kind of plays out that that statement that could be applied uh, technically that <clears throat> line is about suicide do you do you see an equation between um sleep sleep paralysis and and suicide in a way or well the song leaving is about um mostly about suicide to be honest yeah uh, drifting through a starless realm is about dreams entirely but okay I don't know, I see sleep paralysis and death as a very similar, like, one goes into the other sort of thing in lyrical sense, I guess, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
if you're going to go from leaving to the the shifting part where it's, you're drifting through a starless realm, is, is there a reason that it's leaving this planet swiftly through nocturnal vision, but that's back to the dream dream state? Well, I guess that line kind of goes into beliefs. If when we die, we just go into an eternal dream, that's kind of the basis for that line. And so, and for this section, how did how did this section come about? I'm pretty proud of the lyrics on that song, to be honest. They, um, yeah. I don't really remember writing most of it, to be honest. Um, but it all just came together and I went through and edited it like three times. And it just formed something that I thought had to be applied to this sort of a really intense song in the first place. So, and then shifting in dreams, I know I'm not human anymore. Is is that in a in a certain sense that once we've left our bodies that, you know, if if you are to exist in this starless realm, you're not really human anymore. No, some otherworldly metaphysical existence, I guess, but not human form, no. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the song or as far as like both of them being two separate songs and then one entity, on the release I released today, they go one into the other. And I plan on doing that for the next release, Funeral Horizon, as well. I'm thinking about doing some sort of full music video for the two to link to the other in the first place. Cool. Look forward to that. I do want to point out one thing that I think can be kind of a common uh, misconception about black metal in general or, or just heavier music, however. How do you respond when people think it's just, it's just aggression? Because, you know, it's not, to me, when I hear this, I hear anguish. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and it's like the interpretation, somehow I, I feel like if you only see it as aggression, you're kind of missing the point. The beautiful thing about black metal is that there aren't a whole lot of limitations in the entire genre. There's a lot of room to just do what you want. And as long as it still has a certain aesthetic to it, it will be black metal. And there are those bands that, like, Dark Funeral, Gorgoroth, that are just straight in your face, holy crap. Like, aggressive and all the satanic stuff. But at the same time, you could go and bands like Ghost Bath and Death Heaven are also black metal, and they are a completely different realm of any sort of that stuff. As far as Acid Funeral goes, we just want to make very pure black metal and incorporate our own twists on that and that's the psychedelic part there and the atmospheric elements i just wanted that to be separate from any sort of aggressive black metal and i don't want acid funeral to come off as aggressive at all it's more of just emotional Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street, located in the old train station building at 100 North Chestnut Street in downtown Champaign, has been helping to build record collections since 2004. Carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old school gaming devotee. 
Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week. They can be reached by phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. What do you like about the Champaign-Urbana music scene? I like that it's a very diverse community, honestly. Um, We've got a whole lot of different genres and a very big emphasis on experimental stuff. And that really speaks to me as an artist that does that sort of stuff. Um, There's a lot of, like, cover bands and a lot of indie stuff, but at the same time, it's very easy to find normally inaccessible genres and artists that do that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think having the U of I here makes it so that we have a lot of really, like, dedicated people in the music scene that really want to get something done in that sense. Yeah. Well, and we... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, the some of the birth of, of electronic music was was started here and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, um, so I guess, what do you not like about the Champaign-Urbana music scene? I know I didn't, I didn't, you know, give you a heads up on that, but... I guess, as it's understandable, a lot of the more accessible venues don't really dive into experimental stuff as much as... I'd like them to, especially on the heavy side, because for whatever reason, heavy stuff just diverts people. I see. Well, and you wouldn't necessarily... I would guess that you wouldn't... Not want, but you... you there's not a high demand for heavy stuff in bars or, or other venues like that. I would enjoy being able to play those venues a lot more, but a lot of people don't seem to want extremely heavy stuff in their face anymore in Champagne, which is interesting since we used to have the uh, central Illinois metal fest at canopy club. Yeah. Bands like lividity started out around here and I don't know. It's for whatever reason, those fans don't seem to want to come to the shows anymore. I, you know, I, he got me stumped because I, I'm not really, I, I don't know. It it just seems to me that it's it's more of the the DIY scene that that actually seems to be encouraging the experimental and exactly. and some of the which I think in some ways is pretty admirable too because it's it's a desire to explore like different areas of music and and you know I I look at places like the IMC you know they they make it so that you could put together a DIY space if you wanted to have just specifically, you know, uh, experimental or heavy or, or what, you know, exactly. it doesn't matter. But as far as the experimental and heavy scene goes, it seems to just be house venues and those spaces that are like Sipyard or the IMC where right. they really emphasize on stuff that's out of the normal reach, especially the IMC has been extremely good to me and the DIY scene the last few years um i've been helping them out with whatever shows they need and in return i can just set up any sort of obscure thing and people will come out and they take a very small fee and they're very nice about it right the people that are in charge of the imc right now are doing a very good job i i'd have to agree definitely like i've 
probably seen some of the best shows at the IMC, like in this last little bit, just because they're open, they're accepting, they're, they're wanting to have new and different music exactly. that's going on. So, I guess I don't know if you have any other thoughts on, on the Champaign-Urbana music scene. But so you would say more, more opportunities for heavier or experimental music to be, I guess, uh, into the main stages or like outdoor events. Um, it's just rare to see anything like that. Right. And I feel like in the right circumstance, it would be beneficial. Well, I don't know. Would you, would you like to play uh, Svenstock? Yes, I would. Yeah. Yes, All right. All right. <laughs> we'll do a nice, nice, uh, man, that was, I, I, did, did you happen to make it out this? I was playing a show in St. Louis that night. Oh, I remember okay. specifically and I was upset about it or no, that was a uh, DeKalb with not for the faint of heart. That uh, was, um, what was that? August 2nd or 3rd? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it was August 2nd. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be August 3rd this year. So, all right. Put it, yeah. put it down and, you know, I'll, I'll let it be dealer's choice, which band you'd like to. We'll set up a big old acid funeral ritual. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll have to get that. Uh, I don't, well, I'm not even going to start thinking about that until after the first of the year because, you know, I don't know. I always get so stressed out about it. So, you know, and it's going to be for uh, Immerman Angels, which is the charity that I run for. Fantastic. On, you know, so every other year it's it's for Immerman Angels and then it's a, a local um, charity that could, could use a uh, little extra funds. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Jubilee Cafe. Jubilee Cafe is a free weekly meal program at Community United Church of Christ, 805 South 6th Street in Champaign, Illinois. Jubilee Cafe serves a home-cooked meal from 5 to 6.30 each Monday. Their mission is to feed hungry people by cooking healthy, delicious meals and by serving their guests restaurant-style with servers waiting on tables. Jubilee Cafe is open to anyone who cares to eat with them. Because food insecurity among students is so high, they serve students as well as others in and around the Champaign-Urbana community who struggle with hunger. Meals are free to all and will be served each Monday evening. Located in the accessible lower level of the building at 6th and Daniel Streets in Champaign. For more information on the meal or how to volunteer, Go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email them at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. That's jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. So, I guess into the third and final section what is your i guess what is your favorite non-musical thing you can do a list too i I mean seriously it's 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 wide open i don't know i really like food yeah food and beer and i collect glass stuff um when you say glass stuff what do you mean just like sculptures or like um stuff you would find in head shops oh all right (laughs) That's yeah, cool. I have a very vast collection. Um, 
I watch a lot of Netflix and just uh, procrastinate on recording stuff a lot. You know, one of the things I love about winter is there's not much requirements on me other than just to, to eat, sleep, and watch Netflix, really. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I, I love being able to not have that extra responsibility. Maybe pop some popcorn, but that's oh, yeah. about it, you know? The thing about me in winter is the show season slows down, so I don't have to, like, kill myself uh, over booking all the time. And it's a very nice relief for at least, like, three months. So, do you take care of your own booking? And Yes, I book a ton of shows around Champaign-Urbana. Wow. Um, I try to do around two or three per month, sometimes up to, like, six. But in the winter, it's, like, once a month, and that's fine with me. Gotcha. Have you, have you played at Loose Cobra yet? I haven't. I've been trying to for quite a while, though. All right. That, that would be a good, good place. I, I've actually seen quite a few um you know matt talbot's over there and and he books some really nice heavy bands yeah i know for Uh, for like oxtoner fest and fest was uh like a month ago or less than a month ago yeah unfortunately like my weekends on in october are pretty pretty full i was playing a show that night so i couldn't go oh bummer yeah bummer but yeah it's it's actually out in the well they do they do a nice little shift it's almost reminiscent of like how the canopy club can do the the uh the small stage and then the large stage oh, yeah. and back and forth when they used to do that for pygmalion where it would be back and forth but they can do uh sh- shows on the inside and then you can switch over to the big stage outdoors mm-hmm. and uh changeovers pretty quick and i don't know i always feel like that's a good like anytime you can change over bands quick you don't lose anybody definitely um they they have like a few seconds to get another drink you know and that's about it you know there you go but uh you know you keep your your the energy going and you don't lose it so i don't know that's one of my probably well it's also very close to here not very but they closer the uh shopping cart fire afterwards and that's always fun uh i i i think i've missed that but i've i've heard so that's wonderful um so well we'll, uh, this will come out in about two weeks uh what do you do you have a a show coming up that uh will fit within that or uh i've got one on halloween night i've got one two nights out after halloween i think until december i don't have anything to do whoa Whoa. And so, is that Acid Funeral that's doing the... the, it, the Your next gig is that uh, the, Acid Funeral, or...? The Halloween show is actually Ex Cathedra, and that's going to be a cover set comprised of a plethora of, like, 2005 to 2010 era, like, slam and deathcore. It's just nice. going to be a big jubilee. So, uh, what... So, Ex Cathedra, is that comprised of, like, I... I I unfortunately do not... Do they have a band camp? Ex Cathedra does. However, that's my solo project with just electric stuff and oh. uh, a drum track, samples, and it's honestly a band that you have to see live to get the whole picture because it's a real big like experience, I guess. I have a whole like 25-minute black backing track that just runs the whole way through there's a lot of like comedy bits. There's vaporwave. There's dance music. What? There's death metal. It's okay. I, it's I nice. totally have to see that. That sounds amazing. Um, 
Wow. A smoke machine? I no. wish. I want one. There's an eight <laughs> string, though. There's a lot of eight oh. string slams. Wow. So are you just... What are you, what are you playing, you know, besides the drum track? You're playing... I do guitar and vocals in that, and the guitars are very much a lot more technical than anything else I'm in. There's a lot of, like, soloing and sweeps and taps and all the, like, oh. bet you can't play this sort of stuff. All right. No, that I... That one's I, just where I let loose. That sounds... That sounds actually a lot of fun. I can't believe... Does Ex-Cathedra get out and play much? Because yeah. I haven't... Really? That's oh. what I do the most shows with right now. Oh. It's getting a little bit... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I just... No, it's fine. I Well, you know, I... You know, if I want to speak intelligently about this, um, I, I need to get out more and, and see more. And um, But I guess that's that's kind of a nice thing about this area is just there's always something going on. And you there can really catch, catch yeah. something. Anyway, I, I guess I didn't know if you had any other like thoughts or things you wanted to share or... Not really, no. Oh, all right. That's cool. Well, Nick, thank you for coming on the show and telling me all about Acid Funeral and your song, Leaving, Drifting Through a Starless Realm, and I'm looking forward to seeing it's it, the full-length release will be called Acid Funeral, or... It's uh, Funeral Horizon. Funeral Horizon. Okay. I did that. You did say that, didn't you? And I just totally... It's you know, fine. Just too many funerals going on. I don't know. Um, but thank you for coming out all this way to Sidoris and uh, telling me about yourself and about the music that you do. And, um, you know, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for having me here. Excellent. Thank you for listening to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Nick from Acid Funeral reminding you, great music is out there. Go find it where you live. You almost have an NPR voice, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs>